Welcome to part two of our special Father's Day two-part edition of Smoke and Mirror, How Barbecue Reflects America, our podcast referring to our documentary, Searching the Barbecue in the American Experience. I'm your host, Christopher Tidmore, coming to you from our State's Item Studios in Historic Magazine Street in New Orleans. And ladies and gentlemen, as you've heard in previous podcasts, what we set out to do was do a very small podcast about the U.S. Open of Barbecue, the first international competition of barbecue that was being held in New Orleans. And it has grown into something so much more about how barbecue is part of the soul of America. It reflects the American experience in so many different ways. It is part of our culture from history to race to ethnicity to controversy. Uh, But we've also seen how barbecue brings people together across the family and generational lines. And never is that more true, as we pointed out in the first half of this interview with Liz Williams, than at Father's Day. Somehow, categoristically, barbecue is related to fathers. They will say that on Father's Day, they don't want to go out to dinner. They want a barbecue. They want the family around them. And I'm curious how that has been playing from a marketing and social standpoint. And one of the people that I decided to ask this question to was someone who's just had a barbecue spice rub have wild success and, and with men that other than professional chefs typically aren't her core audience. One of our advisors on the documentary has been Barkley Rafferty, who doubles as my wife, but she runs a company called Royal Merchant Trading Company. It is an international spice import company, imports spices from all over the world. And most of the spices, Barkley, that you bring in are for wonderful culinary experiments in the kitchen and professional chefs from Brennan's family to international James Beard winning award winners like Alan Shia have created recipes with your spices. But you came across the idea of doing a barbecue rub. And we're, and we're by barbecuing, I know the purist will say that has to be a pig in the ground. We're talking about grilling here, but what most people think of barbecue. And it was kind of a little different than your usual choices and it's been, it, it's turned a lot of people's head and has been very popular. A lot of people have said, I had no idea what to give my father for Father's Day, but this has been perfect. Can you talk about th- this idea of how men seem to open up at cooking when it comes to a barbecue pit as opposed to a kitchen? It's it, this, this kind of odd juxtaposition of gender. Well, there are a lot of questions to answer in that two-minute lead-up to this, but one of the first things that I'll argue, and thank you for all of the promos and, and highlights about our products, um, one of the first things I'll I'll argue about is that Father's Day, in its seasonality, lends itself to barbecue. Summertime is the time when people are often out. They are often standing around a grill. It is nicer outside. We're around pools. We're around parks. We are just in larger communal settings. Of course, this is limited right now as we in Louisiana are in phase two of our coronavirus reopening plan. But still, it offers a time to kind of hang out with our families. And as we try to be safer, that means hanging out outside more. And so we're taking ourselves, we're removing ourselves from the kitchen. And having just given my father a new barbecue grill for his birthday last month, we have been trying it out in every opportunity. And so, yes, when uh, some friends at the Sweet Olive Gifting Company, a a local New Orleans gifting company, approached me about creating a custom barbecue blend with our spices, we jumped on the opportunity. Royal Merchant Trading Company prides itself in our 
uh, uniqueness of our products and the freshness of our products and the wholeness of our products. And so we often do not create blends. And so when we did create a blend for ease of use um, for the average home chef for this project, we focused on one specific flavor, one specific product, in this case, Mediterranean Aleppo, and the smokiness and the richness and the beauty of that product. And we built it from there. And so often when we talk about barbecue, we're talking about sauces or the post-barbecue process. And I will know Jim Early and Howard Conyers and others who've said, you can't you, you can't do barbecue rub because true barbecue would be a pit in the ground and you can't put it on the outside of a pig. But for most people where barbecue is a form of grilling, the idea of doing a rub beforehand makes all the difference in the, in the final product. And it's, it's, it's kind of odd to some people, for a lot of men, the idea of, of doing a prep, not just putting the meat on the barbecue pit, is not something they're accustomed to, but it's growing as an idea, sort of the kitchen reaching into the pit. So, um, again, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. I think that a lot of people who are seasoned, and excuse the pun, seasoned barbecuers are or grill masters, if you'd rather that term, um, understand that when, when they're at the grill, really using the best ingredients is their key. Um, that's their secret. It's not as much technique. Um, there certainly is a lot of technique, a lot of understanding, indirect heat, direct heat, level of coal, level of fire, et cetera, et cetera, um, internal temperature. But really starting off with, with not only the best product to grill, but the best flavors to season that product with. And if it's a beautiful ribeye, a marbled ribeye, you might not need anything more than, you know, really good salt and really good pepper and let it come to room temperature before you throw it on the fire. But if you have something that's a little bit uh, more tough or um, a, a little bit like, like ribs, um, or something that will soak up flavor more, or something that's simply not as flavorful as a beautifully marbled piece of steak, you're going to have to add something to that. You're going to have to add something to it, often in different formats, to to make it palate pleasing. And that's what we've adapted. That's how we've that's how we've gotten to these beautiful creations that reflect cultures from all across the world. Korean barbecue. Uh, North Carolina barbecue, Alabama barbecue, Chinese ribs. Um, we all take the same cut of meat and we flavor them different ways to to represent the way that we grew up and want to celebrate. Do you think, because this has been one of the big debates on these podcasts and also in our documentary, do you think um, barbecue, the, the, the barbacoa idea that it has to be a full pig or a full cow is alone what true barbecue is? Or do you think grilling is actually barbecue? The, the idea that if you're cooking outside and you're cooking over coals as opposed to, to wood, you're still barbecuing. You're still hitting an essence that you couldn't get in any other experience. Well, I sure do understand where the purest argument comes from. Um, however, in my day-to-day life, uh, Christopher as you very well know, we don't have children. And so when we grill, it might be two hamburgers on a, a Weber grill, a little tiny Weber grill. And it works for us. We're never going to put a pig in the ground right now. There's absolutely no point, and nor can we in our cement-enclosed condo. Um, so, yes, while I understand that there are arguments on both sides, for me, taking out a Weber grill and that kind of ritual of lighting the coals, waiting for the coals to heat up, waiting for them to get to the right temperature, pouring them on one side, and going through all these steps, in addition going to the steps and prep, 
in the kitchen for the meat, getting all of that done takes me back home in a certain way to the grills and chills that we used to have as kids growing up and still do have with my family. And barbecue has that experience with so many different, with everyone I've ever talked to. Even people who love to cook and find this cooking to be a meditative aspect will say barbecue, though, reminds me of collective activity. It reminds me of, of, of family gatherings. It is basically, barbecue is a social activity, isn't it? Sure. Well, I mean, cooking, eating, dining often is a social activity, and especially in the South. But the process of cooking for a lot of people, I know it's not true of you because usually you have 10 people in your kitchen, but for most people, cooking is kind of solitary. It's done alone, whereas it's very rare that you have a barbecue that doesn't have three or four people in or near the pit at the same time. Well, there are always a couple guys on the side drinking a beer who have an opinion, and those opinions aren't necessarily correct, but um, it's a good way to learn. Liz Williams pointed out, she said, you know, it's funny that barbecue is an activity that men tend tended to think of and do, whereas it, it, it socially, and this is obviously changes in many ways, uh, kitchen is a lot of women, and she said, I can't tell you the number of professional chefs who cook professionally, who are chefs who would go home and never cook in their own kitchen. That would be something they didn't do, but they will barbecue. And she said it kind of shows the the, the gender role aspect. And, and her aspect was, she said, men seeing fire outside somehow come alive in a primeval, in a primal kind of way, and it, it, it becomes an ultimate man activity and therefore an ultimate Father's Day activity. What do you think about that? Again, I'm I'm sure there's some element of truth to this fire me male sort of recognition of uh, humanity i'm not sure but i think instead it's it's more likely that father's day is a grilling holiday because it is in june it is sort of the beginning of the summer holiday we don't think about this where we're from in new orleans where summer really starts in april but for most people Sometime around the end of June is when summer, when it becomes warm. It becomes the first time to really be outside all the time. And therefore, barbecue is kind of the kickoff to the summer season. Right. And kids are out of school. And so Sunday, a leisurely Sunday on Father's Day, um, does not involve homework the way it might on Mother's Day. And it does not involve prepping for uniforms and prepping for backpacks and lunches and and all of those different things that are cumbersome and limit the Sunday ritual. And um, having grown up in a household that really took advantage of Sundays as a day to reflect and reconnect and get ready for the week, uh, a long leisurely afternoon meal was definitely a part of that, that ritual. Barkley Rafferty, when it comes through the idea of barbecue, you just said the key words, long and leisurely. It's an activity that doesn't say, let's cook and sit at a table. It's an activity where people are connecting over a period of hours. And in some ways, I think that's why I, so many times when I've done these interviews over the last year, I've come to people saying, barbecue has my favorite family memories because we were all there together. And the subtext is, for a long period of time. We weren't separated. We were just spending time together. Well, and the time spends well before, it starts well before the barbecue even starts or the grilling even starts, often in my family. My brothers and I will spend five days 
discussing what we're even going to put on the grill before we spend two days shopping for the things that we're going to put on the grill. And then we spend five hours actually grilling whatever we're supposed to eat that evening. And it is an event and it is something to take pride in. And if we fail, which happens more likely than we like to admit, but or more often than we like to admit, sometimes that time span, that that time of being together extends well beyond the actual event because we'll recollect on how could we have done this better. And there are a couple of stories that come to mind, some haunting stories that come to mind that I um, may never outlive. And so that time spent kind of exists into eternity. One particular Christmas where you decided to actually do a whole pig, as I remember, and... um... One day I'll get it right. <laughs> um, Barkley Rafferty, you mentioned Mediterranean Aleppo as a rub. Why is that special? What is Aleppo anyway? Well, crushed Mediterranean Aleppo pepper is a pepper that um, I source from Turkey, obviously, because of the longstanding conflict in Syria. It is, as it's harvested, um, it is harvested without the seeds, which reduces the heat, the initial heat that you get in the first flavor on your tongue and instead because it's um smoked and and just beautifully presented um gives you this kind of smoky deep uh flavor and you can use it to um initially flavor a product or you can use it as a really lovely garnish it's full chock full of oil because it's so fresh and so it will kind of seep that oil that deep red orange oil will seep into an olive oil dressing or into um, a hummus if you sprinkle it on top of that, which I often do. And so it Mediterranean Aleppo has been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. And it has certainly been trending for a long time in the United States. And um, now that more and more people know about it, we are so excited to have created a rub uh, with that as the primary ingredient. The other ingredients include Greek sea salt, uh, Indian cayenne pepper, and smoked sweet La Vera paprika. So you get a range of products from many different cultures, and they all blend very well together. In some ways, uh, barbecue, which is a seminal American experience, not cooking over fire, but the idea of the pit, the, the, the coals, all this. But as we've pointed out, it is a draw from multiple cultures, from Native American, African, European to create the traditions we have. And how do you think it's evolving? Because a barbecue purist, <clears throat> we've had Jim Early talk about this, and we've had Harvard Conyers talk about this, and says, look, it can only be this. It can only be the full pig in the pit and this, and it's keeping the tradition, and it's dying. I don't know if it's dying so much as it's changing. Well, I, I can just speak from my perspective um, as the co-founder of Royal Merchant Trading Company. Royal Merchant Trading Company set out a few years ago to gather the best spices from the most uh, notable sources in the world and gather them for the average home chef. Because there were so many people who, there are so many people who are interested in food and interested in flavors, who experience flavors through eating out at restaurants or um, traveling or just through reading and watching TV. Um, they experience those flavors, but they have absolutely zero access or very, very limited access to the products, despite the beauty of the internet, despite 
the growth of um, our kind of foodie culture, we're still left with very limited access to high-end, organic, accessible um, spices and seasonings. And so Royal Merchant sought to, to, to bring those just to people as they expand their um, knowledge in the kitchen. And I think that you have as many people expanding their knowledge on the grill as you have expanding their knowledge in the kitchen. If you can even distinguish the two, I don't really distinguish the two. The grill is an extension of the kitchen in my brain. And so you, you want, you want everybody, um, regardless of their location, um, or knowledge base or, um, or really even, or background to have, um, to have access to the products that they might want to make their special barbecue event. If it's Father's Day, if it's just Sunday, if it's just a Tuesday, or if it's their kid's backyard birthday party or grandmother's favorite day at church, um, you want them to have the ingredients to make that special. You want them to have the knowledge to make that special. And of course, every man wants to be king of the grill. You know, that's that plays part of it. But Barbecue itself has been something of, as Liz Williams mentioned to us, a bit of a salvation in the uh, coronaviruses because it's one of the few forms of cooking that you can kind of social distance, if, especially if you're doing a picnic very effectively. It's, it's difficult for families to gather regardless, but with a barbecue you can be cooking, you can have a buffet table, and people can spread out a bit outside. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know, there's so many different reasons to use a grill. I like to use a grill in the middle of November when it's a little bit cooler outside um, to grill our turkey for Thanksgiving. We often have a fried turkey and a grilled turkey. Um, And the reason I like to do that is because I don't want to have a turkey in the oven for seven hours um, keeping the kitchen too warm. Um, I mean... there, there are a lot of ways to to argue the merits of of grilling in um, in all different temperatures and all different seasons. And right now, during the coronavirus, I think we take and leap at any chance we have to get together with our closest friends and family. And to close out, out this, Barclay Rafferty, Royal Merchant Trading Company. You can find out more about our products at RoyalMerchant.co. That's RoyalMerchant.co on the web, or just put in Royal Merchant. Uh, spices in your browser. But Barkley, our seminal question, of course, the name of this is Smoke and Mirror, how barbecue reflects America. If you had to answer it, and you've pretty much touched on it in one uh, paragraph or one a couple sentences, how would you say barbecue reflects America? I think grilling, and I'm going to choose a different word than barbecue because of those purists who will argue with me. I think grilling gives everybody... Um, the opportunity to learn and expand their knowledge of food culture and food prep. And as we move forward in the next 10 years, um, all of us eagerly anticipating the development of the next two years at 10 years, as we move forward in these 10 years, I think we're going to see a lot more people spending time at home in quieter events with friends and family around a barbecue grill then we might um, at a large public venue. Barkley Rafferty, thank you very much. Of course, you can always catch the clips and the emits of our movie, Smoke and Mirror, 
movie.com at our website and check out more on what this controversy, what is barbecue and how does it prep and how does it reflect America?